Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back. It's yet another episode of Plastic Science. I am your host, Eliza Brett. And I've been holding on to this week's topic for a while now. It's just been sitting in my back pocket because I love it so much and there's so much to say. This week, it's hair. It's hair and stress. Back in the day, one of my favourite brands of shampoos and conditioners was Aussie. And as their slogan goes, there's more to life than hair, but it's a good place to start. Why back in the day? Because I've been rocking a buzz cut for the best part of three years now. This involves leaving the traditional shampoos and conditioners behind for scalp treatments and the likes. And it's been a very, very interesting experience. A bald head, historically, has many associations. Military enlisting, religious devotion, incarceration and punishment, sport, as in aero and hydrodynamics, oh, their skinhead subcultures, chemotherapy side effects, mental crises. My personal experience on the streets, with a two millimetre buzz, or indeed no guard whatsoever, is one that is full of comments, questions and recommendations. I mean, bless my soul, I would be happier with longer hair, I would be prettier with longer hair. Am I out in solidarity with the Jews? If that person can beat their cancer, then I can beat mine too. Opposing views like, thank you for having it short, people like you can show my cancer-fighting wife that you can still be pretty while bald. Meanwhile, the barista at my workplace told me in German, bitte kein Haarschnitte mehr, Please no more haircuts. (laughs) So (laughs) this mosaic of experience has created an obsession in me with society's hair obsession and also how society polices women's hair. But that's maybe an entirely different broadcast, an entirely different podcast. Whether the hair is so long that it looked like weave or she cut it all off now it looked like Eve. It means so much to so many. And when things start going wrong, like greys or thinning, it's a big, psychological, expensive problem. And so let's get into the science of today's episode. How the hair grows and how stress can turn it grey and or cause it to fall out. I'm aware this is might be a trigger-worthy episode for people. This is really a source of distress for many. As I've mentioned just just now, I've had a buzz cut. The effects of hair turning grey and falling out, I haven't really felt in three years. Um, I am growing it out now at the moment. So it's on the horizon. But all that to say that I'm aware this is a sensitive topic. I'm going to approach it in the most objective, scientific, unemotionally charged way that I can. The hair follicle is a beautiful piece of machinery. It has stem cells, the origin of hair colour, cells that divide and push the hair up and out of the skin, a tiny muscle called erector pili, which is how you get goosebumps, and an oil-producing sebaceous gland. As the hair is growing up and out of the skin, it passes by that sebaceous gland along the way, which oils the hair. The hair follicle has three stages of life that it cycles through continuously. And in order, they're called anagen, catagen, telogen. Anagen is the growth phase of the hair when the cells are dividing and creating hair length. 
catagen, the dormant phase in the middle, here the cells stop dividing and the follicle becomes quiet. Lastly, telogen is the time when the hair follicle dissociates from the strand of hair and the hair can fall out. Anagen is the hair growing time when cells are dividing quite fast and it differs between people. For instance, why is it that some people can grow hair down to their ankles and others can't make it past the shoulders? Because some people have a longer time in anagen than others. That's it. It's a function of time in anagen. About 85 to 90% of the hairs on your head are in anagen right now. Also, it explains why the hairs on your forearms reach a critical length before falling out. They're programmed to have a shorter time in anagen. Thanks be to God, otherwise we'd all have to either cut our arm hair or live with a tasseled sleeve effect. Whenever a hair falls out in the shower or is tugged away in a hairbrush, it has just left a follicle that is in telogen. About 10 to 15% of the follicles on your head are in telogen at any one time. The average human has 100,000 hairs on their head. 10% of that is 10,000. 10,000 hair follicles ready to release their strands. Side note, the chemical in chemotherapy given to a cancer patient targets rapidly dividing cells, like those of a tumour. Cancer cells are killed by this chemical because they are rapidly dividing. However, the hair follicle also has rapidly dividing cells, which are also killed by the chemotherapy in what is called an off-target effect. And this is why hair falls out in chemotherapy patients. Hair colour is a massive deal in our world. Why else could anyone explain the amount of hair colour filters on Instagram, the number of wigs I've purchased, or the $150 billion market of hair dyes? A key part of this is the stem cells. I mentioned this earlier, there are stem cells in the hair follicle. These cells differentiate into melanocytes, and it's the melanocytes that colour the hair. There's no great secret to age-related greying. Over time, your stem cell numbers diminish. In the hair, it means reduced stem cells, it meaning reduced melanocytes, meaning colourless hair. What we must investigate, though, is why hair turns grey with stress. There have been many studies involving the immune system and the stress hormones in causing our hair to go grey. But the real breakthrough came when researchers considered neurotransmitters, that is, the chemicals sent around by our nerve cells. Adrenaline is a hormone we all know and love, secreted by the adrenal glands with which we are all familiar. But noradrenaline is the neurotransmitter made by the nerves, which has a similar impact to adrenaline, stress, fight or flight. It's a major signaling molecule of the sympathetic nervous system, the system that increases blood to the skeletal muscles, increases your heart rate and helps you get out of danger. One study saw that stressed out mice lost pigments in their hair and after deducing it was because of noradrenaline, they injected noradrenaline into the skin of unstressed mice and saw that same loss of hair pigmentation. So there is a very neat cause and effect study there. A short note on the stem cells of the hair follicle. We must think of that bundle of stem cells like a big pot of beef bourguignon that has taken a long time to prepare to its most complete state. It's well-made, it's carefully made, it's delicious, and it's just slowly simmering away in the back. If you take out a bowl or two, you can replace some of the ingredients to bring it back up to the brim, and it's still delicious. 
But if the entire under-21s county hurling team comes in looking to be fed, that entire pot is gone in an instant and you have to start from scratch making the pot up all over again. When your neurons fire noradrenaline into the scalp, it instantly induces all of your stem cells to turn into melanocytes. Then they divide and they migrate away from the follicle and you are left with a seriously depleted bank of stem cells, which the follicle has to start building up from scratch. Stem cells divide notoriously slowly, and so this takes time. If your skin is frequently experiencing noradrenaline pumped in from a stressed out nervous system, you keep knocking down this pool of stem cells as it tries to replenish itself. Fewer stem cells is fewer melanocytes, is less hair color. There is also bear with me, abundant evidence that stress can cause our hair to fall out. Returning to the phases of hair growth, anagen, catagen, telogen, we meet the name telogen effluvium. This process pauses the hair growth and leads hairs to fall out prematurely, earlier than they should have. Very, very, very briefly, another signaling molecule called nerve growth factor or NGF is released by the nerves in your skin during times of stress. And it's NGF that pushes a hair follicle from anagen into telogen. And here's the psychological bit. When stress does start to affect the hair, if it starts turning gray or falling out, it can be a positive feedback loop of more stress because it's psychologically disconcerting to have large amounts of hair fall out in the shower or if you don't like the amount of salt in your salt and pepper ratio. Noradrenaline and NGF signaling are caused mentally, mentally, by increased vigilance, attention and working memory when your brain is stressed out. Our bodies are simply not designed to be constantly, just bit my tongue, to be constantly under stress. Bad things happen to not only the hair, but the skin, the heart. But I find it so fascinating that the hair can be such a visible checkpoint of stress in our lives. Or so my silver temples communicate to me. (laughs) Doing a PhD in Germany will change some colours. What a few deep breaths do is trick your brain into thinking that there's no present danger. And that it's a good time right now for a nice chilled out inhalation and exhalation. Your brain then slows your heart rate. Cortisol levels drop. And you give your brain a break from pumping out the stress chemicals. So I'm going to leave you with that. And it might inspire you. (laughs) It might inspire you. Until next time, thank you for listening. Take some deep breaths. Embrace your hair. Enjoy it as a tool of expression. Bye for now.